Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection, taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post-high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions in pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite-sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. back to the podcast. Today, I'm covering the fourth ingredient in the recipe of good decision-making, building and maintaining a team. First, we'll look at who needs to be on your student's team, and then we'll cover how to help them think about creating and maintaining that team. It's really hard to make good decisions in a vacuum. In the wisdom literature of the Bible, there's a proverb that says, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In other words, we make good decisions when we listen to wise advice. So one of the best things that we can do for our students is help them know who to invite on their life board of advisors, if you will, aka their team. When I say your student needs a team, my guess is that the first thing that comes to mind is your student's support system. You, other family members, friends, teachers, youth pastors, coaches, etc., All those people are vitally important, but in this context, I'm thinking of a much broader group of people that shifts and changes during your student's lifetime. So here are some examples of what this team could look like. 
especially when they're young, your student needs people on their team who are in career fields of interest to them. A couple of the most helpful things students can do in exploring major and career options are informational interviewing and job shadowing. In order to do this, though, they need access to people in the fields they want to explore, and this will require you to lean on your network and your students' network. So your friends, their friends' parents, extended family members, coaches and coaches' families, family doctors, dentists, therapists, etc., teachers' friends and family, and you could just start cold calling people in fields that you know your student is interested in. So get creative. But if you start thinking about the people who are already in your network and then the people connected to those people, my guess is that you will find folks in occupations that your student might be interested in learning more about. As students work on their college or job applications, they will need references. Throughout your student's life, They will need people a little bit further ahead of them who care about them and believe in their potential. In high school, these people most naturally are their teachers, coaches, and other mentors. And then while they're in college, they could need opportunities to partner in research and professors to write grad school recommendations or be job references. In my experience, faculty members love to connect their star students with different opportunities. That, in a lot of cases, is part of what they see as their job. Post-college, career success is significantly improved through mentors and connections within their field. And then finally, we want to assume that everything is going to go smoothly and easily for your student, but that doesn't happen for most people. So your student's team may also need to include counselors, academic accommodation specialists, tutors, or even disciplinary staff at their school. Even though the situation may be or at least feel more negative to your student, these people can have a lifelong positive impact on them and provide support as they move forward in their vocation. All that said, creating and maintaining a team takes a lot of work. It can also be very intimidating for students to reach out to teachers, staff, and professors or ask for help from a counselor or an accommodation specialist. So while I don't think you can bypass the effort, I do think there are some ways to coach your student that will help him or her reframe the assumptions that create the intimidation they feel. So first, first, it's very important to remember that people, as a general rule, love to talk about what they do and how they got where they are. It will be a treat for your cousin's husband to meet with your student and tell him or her about his accounting job. Especially if your student buys their lunch or coffee, taking an hour of their time isn't the inconvenience that you or your student may feel it is. It's not possible for students to shadow people in every job, but even if they can't, they can still get a lot of information and guidance just speaking with someone in their field of interest. And again, if it's possible for your student to shadow, I believe the assumption they need to make going into it is that whomever they are shadowing is flattered and wants to pass on their wisdom and experience. Switching gears a little bit, it's really hard to write a reference for a student who hasn't developed a relationship before asking for the reference, and I can say this from a lot of personal experience. This doesn't mean that they need to meet for lunch once a week, 
but taking the time to drop in during office hours throughout the semester or even staying late after class to talk to the professor and and develop a relationship where the professor knows more than just the grades that they're making or the assignments that they're turning in is going to be really helpful and will pay off if the student later needs a recommendation or a connection. Especially if your student goes to a college that prioritizes undergraduate education as opposed to, say, a large research-focused institution, it's likely they will have faculty who are there because they love students and want to invest in their lives. So your students can take advantage of this. It's always better for your student to ask for help before they really need it. I've seen too many students wait to work with a tutor, for example, until they've dug a hole too deep to get out of by the end of the semester. So I recommend if a student knows they're going to struggle in, let's say, math, that they get a, they connect with a tutor or at least know how to connect with a tutor before they start to struggle. Because often at the beginning of a semester, there's a lot of review they can start to build some confidence in what they're doing and then get surprised by how difficult it becomes towards the middle of the semester and how poorly they're doing. So I recommend that a student add a tutor to their team early as opposed to waiting until they're really struggling. Or another example, it's not unusual for a student who received academic accommodations during their K-12 experience to decide they want to try school without them in college. While I usually wouldn't completely discourage a student from trying this if they have their heart set on it, I would recommend that they still go through the process of requesting accommodations prior to their freshman year. Then they get to decide whether to use them or not. But it gives the student the opportunity to change their mind quickly in the middle of the semester rather than having to work through the process frantically trying to get accommodations in place before their next big test. It doesn't hurt to have the option to use accommodations even if they never use them. And finally, it's really important that they not wait for a mentor, faculty member, or advisor to initiate with them. These people are busy. They don't necessarily know that students are interested in what they can offer, and their lack of initiative doesn't mean they don't want to be on your student's team. Your student just needs to be bold and ask for what they want and need. In summary, creating a team of people that your student can learn from, get support from, and get advice from across the board, whether it's someone who can support them as a student while they're in college or someone who can connect them to opportunities in a certain career field. These are the kind of people your student needs in their corner when they're facing decisions about a major a job change, their first job out of college, etc. All right, I hope that was helpful. Looking forward to next episode where we'll cover the very last ingredient in this recipe of good decision making. Thanks so much for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement. I hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. 
I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes below. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan for their future.